Hey friends, it's Caleb, and it's Tuesday, July 19th. Welcome to The Kevin White Show. This is the podcast helping you prosper in the presence of God. Thank you for subscribing, reviewing, and sharing the show. Kevin is a best-selling author, international speaker, and global brand publisher. He's founder and executive director of Global Hope India and the CEO of Spirit Media. As a serial entrepreneur, Kevin has helped start hundreds of churches, businesses, and nonprofits throughout the world. Before starting today's episode, Kevin asked me to make sure you've heard about The Writer's Club with Kevin White. Kevin just finished writing his third book in three years. He can help you write your first or next book. The Writer's Club with Kevin White is a weekly small group via Zoom with writers for accountability and structure through coaching and collaboration. Learn more at spiritmedia.us. That's spiritmedia.us. Put your hands together and let's welcome my friend and yours, Kevin White, to today's show. Hey friends, this is Kevin White and you are listening to The Kevin White Show. It is Tuesday, July the 19th and we have a packed episode for you today. You are not going to be disappointed. I've invited my friend Barbara Hemphill back, and we are going to be talking about vision acceleration. It is important that your life have vision, your business, your family, your ministry has vision. God is a God of vision, and we talk about that on today's episode. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see Barbara and I in the entire interview. If you're listening wherever podcasts can be heard, thank you for being in the audience. We value your feedback. You can email me at kevin at kevinwhite.us and let me know where you're listening from and any questions and any suggestions you have for the show. Let's go into this episode with Barbara Hemphill. Well, hey, I'm here with my friend Barbara. How are you today, Barbara? I'm great. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. So I have admired you for some time now, really getting to know you better. And I'm grateful for our friendship and partnership. But there's one thing that I really have come to know you for, and that's just vision acceleration. And you've helped me and you've helped many people. Uh, But what comes to your mind when you think of accelerating someone's life or their purpose, their vision, their business? Well, the first word that comes to my mind is relationships. Mm-hmm. And so it's relationships. Uh, first of all, is I, in my perspective with God, I mean, it's like being in touch with God. What does he want you to do? What did he create you to do? Who did he create you to be? But then it's relationships with the people you meet, with the people you care about, the people you want to impact, the people that you want to refer to other people. It's like in the body of Christ, we talk about uh, that we all have different parts to play. And when we have relationships with people, when we are connected with other people, we're able to help other people. And that's what we're we we accelerate accelerate our own business and our own relationships by connecting with others. Yeah, so let's talk about clutter because you have been the queen of helping people to declutter. Uh, but now you're taking a new angle on that. So previously, what has God done to really give you a foundation of helping people to declutter? Well, over forty years ago, 
I was trying to decide what I was supposed to do with my life. And I had three adopted children from India, one with special needs. My husband worked for a nonprofit and make enough money to pay for living in New York City, where we lived at the time. And uh, so it's like I needed to bring in income, but I wanted my children to be first. And I decided the way to do that would be to find something, a problem that I could solve that other people would pay me for. And in order to do that, I sat on the playground with my kids and I would listen to conversations and I would hear people talk about clutter. I would hear them say, we had to file an extension on our income taxes because I can't find the receipts. Or I fought with my kids about the clutter in their room or my closet's stuffed or we haven't eaten off the dining room table in a month because it's piled full of papers. And as I was listening, I thought they didn't have my mother. I'm not a naturally organized person, but I grew up in the second floor of a tenant farmhouse. My mother was an administrative assistant to a bank president for 46 years, and we grew up with systems. I mean, she wasn't a neat freak. It wasn't like everything had to be neat, but everything had to have a place. And it didn't mean it was always in the place, but if the phone rang and the preacher was coming, it only took 20 minutes to get everything in its place. It wasn't just stuffed in the closet. It was put in its place. And my dad was a farmer. And of course, if you're a farmer, you have to have systems. If there are no systems, you're not going to have any crops. So I grew up with systems and I thought everybody did. And suddenly I realized, wow, that in a lot of ways, systems for families were exceptions, not the rule that most people didn't have any idea. So I ran a $7 ad, which was quite difficult because I used to walk 20 blocks because I didn't have 50 cents for the bus. And it said, disorganized, I organized closets, files, kitchens, you name it, call Barbara Hemphill. And I started helping people declutter and quickly learned that clutter is postponed decisions. Mm. And those four words have driven my business through many iterations, reinventions, repackaging, but clutter comes in many forms. I started out with physical clutter, closets, cupboards, kitchens, paper, especially. I wrote a book called Taming the Paper Tiger, which was about all of the paper that comes into the American household, which was the most difficult thing to organize. Mm -hmm. And then we moved into the digital age. So then we had digital clutter. We now just have a bigger, faster, hidden mess. So now we're dealing with that. But then we come to the what I think is the tough clutter, which is the, the emotional and the spiritual clutter. The physical and digital clutter is a symptom of emotional and spiritual clutter. And that's what I wrote about in my book, Less Clutter, More Life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Great book. And so you become affectionately known as the, the tiger lady. Paper tiger lady. Paper Tiger Lady was my license plate for many years. And for two decades, I wore only jungle paraphernalia. I had suitcases and clothes and umbrellas, and my house was full of it and everything. As I got older, I kind of got tired of it and did something else. And purple is my favorite color. So I've moved away from that. But mm -hmm. I'm still, there are many times when I will go into a large group. And someone will introduce me as Barbara Hemphill and they'll say, oh, yeah, nice to meet you. And then they'll say, she's the paper tiger lace. Oh, I bought that book. <laughs> and notice they say I bought that book. They didn't say I read it. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
<laughs> I'm sure many people have read it though. Yeah, you've authored several books and you've got a new one coming out. We'll talk about that in just a minute, but let's stay here. So you, you had this foundation of helping people to declutter. And now how does that now connect with Vision Accelerator? Well, clutter, if, if I'm going to help someone, if I'm going to help someone accelerate their vision, I need, first of all, to have be able to co- keep contact information, notes, and all the things about what's going on. And if the person that I'm helping to have a vision has contacts, which they probably will, because otherwise they wouldn't have a vision, that means they're going to need to do that too. And one of the things that my father taught me on the farm was half of any job is having the right tool. He'd show me that because a lot of times he wouldn't have the money to buy a tool they wanted, but he could go to the junk pile and, you know, use some duct tape and bailing wire and make something work. I always admired him for that. Well, I've changed it a little bit to say, because I found when I was working with people in organizing their homes and offices that often they had the tools, but they didn't use them. So it isn't just having the tool, but it's using the tool so that you can accomplish your work and enjoy your life, which is what vision acceleration is about. God created us to accomplish our work, whatever that work is, and to enjoy our life. And not having clutter is crucial to that. People think that clutter doesn't really matter. My experience after four decades is that when people get rid of it, they realize how much it mattered and they didn't know what a price that they were paying for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the tool in just a moment. But before we do, I just I've heard you say several times that part of your role as helping people with the vision accelerator is to help them get unstuck, that you're really being called of God now in this season of your life to look for people who feel stuck. Describe that. And how is vision accelerator helping people get unstuck? And then we're going to talk about the tool. Well, for example, if I hear somebody say, I have to go to work, it just hurts my heart mm-hmm. <laughs> because I believe we were created to work. I don't think we were meant to retire. I think when we reach a certain age, we may retire from a particular job we had, but it doesn't mean we retire from working. We, will, we should have work to do all of our lives. So when someone says, I hate to go to work or I have to go to work, I often say, tell me more about that. Why is that? And then exploring why they hate to go to work. What is it about it? And because I think that's we spend more waking hours working than anything else. So if we don't enjoy doing that, then we're paying a terrible price. And I don't think we're being all that God created us to be. Sometimes one of the things research shows that 80% of the population feels they have a book in them. And since I've written books, people will often say to me, oh, I want to write a book or, oh, I started a book or I have an idea for a book. Well, 80% believe they can. I think it's 3% write it and 2% publish it or some very small number. And then the ones that are published even often don't get sold. But when someone says, I want to write a book. I love to talk about it. And I have one vision acceleration client who wanted to write a book for 17 years. Mm -hmm. She'd been thinking about it. And when she mentioned it to me, I said, well, 
you know, let's explore that. So we literally had one phone call that was less than 90 minutes in which we figured out who she was writing for, why she was writing, what she needed to do to get writing. I put her in touch with the publisher and she's got a book coming out. So Mm -hmm. that's an example of being stuck about something. Or sometimes, often what I hear is, in fact, I just heard it this week from someone who's employed, just took a new job, but she said, but I, I just don't feel right about it. I feel like this is where I belong, but I don't know where I should go. I just, I'm stuck. Mm-hmm. And many people are stuck in various ways. Maybe they're stuck clearing the clutter. I had a, an incredible experience with a client who didn't hire me to help get rid of the clutter because I don't do that anymore. I have consultants that I've trained that do that. Mm-hmm. But I help people look at the emotional side of that. Mm-hmm. And in the conversation, it became very clear that the issue for him was he knew that when he got rid of the clutter, he would feel better. A lot of times people think, I'm going to be sorry I let go of this. In over four decades, no one has ever come back and said, I'm sorry I decluttered. It's Mm. never happened. Mm -hmm. Now, I will tell people before we do that process, I will always say, now I can tell you that we are going to get rid of something. And they do it. I don't tell them what to get rid of. So we use what we call the cost factor. You can keep everything you want if you're willing to pay the price, Mm. which is time, space, money, and energy. Mm. So our job is not to say you don't need that. Mm -hmm. Our job is to say if you choose to keep it, if you decide to keep it, then this is what it's going to cost you in time, space, money, and energy. And is that a price you want to pay? And it's not a moral issue. Mm -hmm. So I can guarantee you that sometime in the next two hours, two days, two weeks, two decades, you'll say, "Oh, oh, I wish I had that. But you have to remember one is, would you have even remembered you had it? Because lots of times when we're decluttering, you say, oh. I completely forgot I had that. Or could you have found it? So this particular person I was talking about said, we have five bins of baby clothes in the garage. Or it's like, what would have been the price to keep it? It's like, okay, you would have had this one thing, but you were keeping a whole garage full in order to have that one thing. Mm -hmm. So in this case, he said, oh, he said, I'm not worried about, he said, I know that I'm going to feel wonderful when I get rid of it. He said, what I'm struggling with is I don't want to go through the emotion of letting it go. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge thing when people recognize that that's what they're dealing with. And you, you can't change. I mean, change requires going through emotion, we say in every organizing process, things will feel worse before they get better. That's just the truth. Mm-hmm. And if you're not willing to go through that worse, then you're always going to be stuck in the clutter. But as it says in Proverbs, without a vision, the people perish. And if people have a vision of what, why they're decluttering, what's on the other side of that? What's life going to be? Like? And if they can make that come alive, if they can feel it and hear it and see it, then it's like, oh, I can do it. And often people overestimate how difficult it's going to be because they focus on the things they can't do or that they can't decide about and then don't do anything. They're frozen. Instead, let's, okay, let's don't worry about what you can't do. I remember my first marriage came to an end after 14 years and I was devastated. 
No one in my family had ever been divorced. I adored my husband. We had three, these three adopted children. I just started my business. I was devastated. I was sitting in the counselor's office and the counselor said, okay, Barbara, you have a blank slate. What do you want? I said, I, I have no idea. I said, I was Mrs. Tom and I expected to be Mrs. Tom for five more decades. And I really don't know. And she made a statement that was life-changing, which is one of the core principles we use all the time, which is let's start with what you don't want. In other words, clutter. And everybody can identify things in their life, whether it's physical things or digital things or ideas in their brain that's clutter that they're comfortable letting go of. And so then it's like peeling the layers of an onion. If you let go of this and you let go of this and you let go of this, it reveals who you are and who you were created to be. Mm -hmm. And that accelerates your vision. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. I love that. It sounds like you've also been like a clutter therapist um, throughout <laughs> the years. And one time uh, I had a client who in, in the early days, this has been 40 years ago, I, I think I charged $35 for the first hour and $10 for each additional hour. Hmm. And I had a client who was very wealthy and her husband was complaining about the fact that she was having me come and help her. And he, she looked at him one day and she said, well, the alternative is a psychiatrist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 125 an hour. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's great. And, you know, everyone in the audience can understand that if your desk is piled high of clutter, you can't really use it. And if your kitchen is all cluttered, you can't really use it. And so those physical analogies we all get, but what we don't necessarily think about is the emotional that could be keeping us from really going for our dreams Earlier, you talked about the woman who for 17 years had thought about writing a book that had been a dream. And yet there's something holding her back. She's got to let go of that's clutter in order to go for that dream. Another example about that, as far as how Vision Accelerator is really helping people tap into their dreams, their aspirations, their passions, their purpose, regardless of their age and prioritize it in a way that they didn't yesterday, but now today there's a much higher value and a strategy to actually see that dream become a reality. One question that I love to ask people is what is one thing that needs to happen in your life for you to be happy with your progress? Hmm. The answer to that question is so important because that is the major obstacle that is preventing you from accomplishing your work and enjoying your life. Mm. So when they identify, and you can either say the one or you can say one, right? So some, depending upon when I'm talking with the prospect, it's like, okay, we, we really want to get to the core of this. So let's figure out what the one thing is that has to happen. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, I mean, I've had people say, I need to improve my marriage. Mm -hmm. And I would say, I'm not a marriage counselor, but we have a five-step process that we use that I've applied thousands of times that can be applied. One client said, our family just used it to plan our family vacation but I've had clients that have helped with their marriage. And those five steps work for whatever that obstacle is, whether it's 
I can't cook because of the clutter on the kitchen counter or my marriage needs to be better. And those, those five steps, the first is state your vision. You know, if that obstacle were overcome, what would you be able to do? How would you feel? How would you know it? How would you be able to measure it? Mm -hmm. Secondly is identify your obstacles. What are you afraid of? Or what did you try that failed? Or what are you afraid might fail? Or who's holding you back? Or what's holding you back? Three is commit your resources. So one of the first questions I ask a vision acceleration client is, how much time and how much money are you willing to invest in this in order to solve the problem? Because that determines how we go about doing it. So, you know, sometimes somebody will say, I've got company coming in two weeks and I, you know, we need to deal with it. And other times it's like, in my own life, I never am very focused on specific goals. I always just want to be moving forward. As long as I'm moving forward, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. So, uh, and other resources can be who can help you, who, who in your company or who in your family or what friend or what certification do you have or what skills do you have or who do you know? And then four is where my daddy used to use the phrase where the rubber meets the road. And that's four, which is design and execute your plan. That's the major part of this. But you can't design and execute a plan if you haven't stated your vision, your obstacles, and your resources. It's, so it's in order to reach this vision, overcoming these obstacles with these resources. Here is a plan we're going to design and execute. In the vision acceleration, that's about the designing of it, not the execution of it. The execution of it is up to the client or to the people that I put the client in touch with, because often what they need is someone else that has a skill. And because of being in business for 40 years, there's virtually no problem in the world that I don't know an expert that can solve. And then I can put them in touch with that. Mm -hmm. And then step five is the one that is probably the most important and the one that's the most often ignored. And that is sustain your success. Mm -hmm. no, no plan or at least very few plans work right the first time. So you have to go back and change them. So if you notice the five steps, state your vision, identify your obstacles, commit your resources, design and execute your plans, sustain your success. The common word is your, it is you. This is about your life, what you mm -hmm. want, not what your spouse wants for you or your kids or what your parents said you should do. It is what you want and what you believe God created you to do. And everything that you think about that one thing, whatever that one thing is that we're working on, whether it's clear the clutter off the counter or whether it's get a new job, everything that you say, think, or feel about that is one of those five steps. Mm. It's either a vision or it's an obstacle or it's a resource. And so that becomes a framework that when we're done working together, you will have for the rest of your life. You'll always be able to apply that wherever you go. So I'm leaving you with a, a capability that you didn't have before. Yeah. Well, great. Well, I said we're going to talk about a tool, but before we get there, I want to just give everyone in the audience who is sitting on the edge of their seat, like this woman makes sense and I need to talk to her. How can people talk to you and what does an a vision accelerator session look like? Well, first of all, with everyone, we do a 30-minute discovery session, which is complimentary. This is just an opportunity for us to feel if we're connected, because 80% of success with any kind of coaching 
has to do with trust. And so that 30 minute conversation, it has to work both ways. I have to feel that I can trust you, that you're going to do what you say you are, and you can trust me that I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do. So then after that 30 minute call, then you can choose there at this point, there's two options. One is vision acceleration quick start, which is a 90 minute phone call in which we are going through those four steps, obviously sustain your success is the fifth step. So that goes on later, but we're going through the first four steps for whatever that one thing is. And at the end of that 90 minute call, you will get what we call a vision acceleration game plan. So this is something that I write up that says, based on our conversation, here's a plan that I think that you can execute and then I'll give them contacts of people that might be able to help them, resources, case studies of people that have had similar problems and what they've done with them or things like that. So it's really, I'm not very wordy, so it's not going to be, it'll be little short bullet points. In fact, when I wrote my first book, the editor said, you're the only writer I've ever had to add words to. <laughs> so, <laughs> I so love you, reading your books. <laughs> you're not going to get anything that's very, it's going to be really succinct. The second option, if you know that you are someone that does not do it unless you have to be accountable, research shows that we're 67% more likely to accomplish a goal if we have an accountability partner. So if your issue is bigger or you feel like you need to have accountability and you want to work together, then we have a 90-day program. And the 90-day program is we'll do a 90-minute call first to deal, to get up a real good plan together. We'll write a game plan out of the out of that first 90 minutes. And then we'll have weekly 15-minute check-ins. I call them laser coaching. And we're checking on, okay, what were what was the next action? The question you're going to hear me ask over and over is what is your next action and when? Mm-hmm. And then we're checking in and then we'll have another 60 minute call and another 60 minute call in that 90 minutes where we're delving in a little bit deeply. And at the end of the 90 days, we'll have that final call that says, okay, let's go back and look at what we did. Have we, have we accomplished it or do we need to adjust it? And I want to say that sometimes what happens out of either one of those is people realize it that what they thought they wanted is really not what they wanted. Mm. And, and often people are trying to accomplish things because they thought they should, you know, they thought that's their parents told them they should. In fact, one of the questions that I always ask our clients is what did you like to do when you were 10, 11, 12 years old? It's always very important because mm. That's what God created you to do before somebody said, oh, you can't make a living doing that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I knew that what I did, uh, the only private space I had when I was that age was a little closet. And my father built me a chest of drawers, a tiny chest of drawers in it. And my mother worked at a jewelry store and she used to bring home the boxes, the jewelry boxes that were bent because the jewelry store couldn't use them. And I was fitting them in that to maximize my space. But I asked my mother what else I was doing. And she said, oh, she said, don't you remember? And I didn't, by the way. I said, don't you remember? You used to bring, gather the family into grandma's parlor and you would preach to us. (laughs) And I thought, well, isn't that funny? Because what do I do today? But I preach organizing. (laughs) So I 
preach Jesus too, but they're all together. Yeah. And um, so people often say, I don't remember what I was doing. And I'll say, ask your siblings, ask your friends, because mm -hmm. it, it will be a clue. And virtually every time when someone's not doing what they feel called to do or what they want to do, it's, it's related to what they were doing when they were young. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's great. So how can people get in touch with you? They can email me, Barbara, at BarbaraHemphill.com. My website is BarbaraHemphill.com. And my cell phone and text is 919-349-9247. And I love to talk. I love to connect with people. So don't hesitate to reach out because I have many examples of where I've had a 30-minute conversation with somebody. And 10 years later, they will tell me it changed their lives and I didn't even know. So if there's wow. something that you think you want to talk about, reach out and let's chat and see whether or not there's something that we can do together or someone I can put you in touch with or just give you a new perspective. Sometimes you just you just need to look at things a little bit differently. I've had, I can't tell you how many hundreds of times I've heard people say, oh, I never thought of that. Mm -hmm. I think that's what one of the skills that God gave me is the ability to see things that other people don't see and to have ideas. In fact, my husband jokes, I'll say, I have an idea. And he'll go, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> because one of the things that just happens to me is when people say things, I ideas pop out of my head. And they're often ideas that nobody else thought of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Uh, so I hope everyone heard what could be accomplished in 30 short minutes and then a 90 minute session. And if you put those two together, you're talking about two hours to trajectory of your life, potentially changing forever. And that would be well worth the investment of two hours and the trust in Barbara and the opportunity to really know Barbara as a friend like I do. So I highly recommend her to you and the Vision Acceleration Program. And I hope that you'll you'll really take her up on her free discovery session and see if it's a good fit for you. And there you have it. I am so grateful for my friend Barbara for this interview. And I hope that this conversation on vision acceleration has been meaningful to you and that you will allow God to accelerate his vision within you. You heard how you can reach Barbara in case you missed it. It's in the show notes or you can reach out to me at Kevin at KevinWhite.us for more information. I'll see you back next week on The Kevin White Show. God bless you all. Thank you for listening to The Kevin White Show. Don't forget to visit spiritmedia.us for The Writers Club with Kevin White, a weekly small group via Zoom with writers for accountability and structure through coaching and collaboration. Visit spiritmedia.us today. Visit kevinwhite.us and join thousands of subscribers to Kevin's free daily one-minute motivation series called Generously Blessed. Kevin's books, Audacious Generosity and Get to the Point, are available in hardback, paperback, ebook, and audiobook at kevinwhite.us, worldwide on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, and everywhere books are sold. Your five star review on Amazon will be greatly appreciated. This has been The Kevin White Show. Find the complete archive of all episodes at kevinwhite.us or subscribe for free through your favorite podcast player and never miss an episode. 
This program, copyright Kevin White International Incorporated, all rights reserved. Each week, we bring you a message of prosperity from God. Remembering God's greatest gift is His very own presence, made possible through Jesus Christ. We will see you back here every Tuesday on The Kevin White Show. Connect with Kevin now at kevinwhite.us. Kevin